All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the final edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. What? Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko, I thought you were going to say lastest. The lastest. I could have said lastest. Latest, latest, lastest, finalist. Scott, what's up with that? Dave, I have good news and bad news. Okay. And you already know this, so don't even pretend like you don't. I don't know. You do. Maybe I do. You know this. Uh, Those who are listening right now do not. But uh, I'm going to share it with you. And you being the listener at home or in your car or walking your dog, wherever you are while you listen to this. This is a, this is giant stuff. It is. So we just finished our fourth season of Fantasy Premier League football. That's correct. As a podcast. Yep. And uh, we have made a pretty monumental decision. A business decision. Yes. We are rebranding. It's time to make a move. It's time to make a move. That's what it was? Yeah, Brian. When we had a business meeting, <laughs> when we had a business meeting last week, and you voted, and it was unanimous, that's that's what you were voting on. I'm Rebranding. Still, I'm still on the fence. Yeah, well, you said yes. Yes was in there somewhere. You said it does. And that's that's what I logged in our does. business minutes. Yeah. Sure. Do you believe me I took minutes? I love it. I did. I didn't. We need. I did uh, not take well, minutes. You, you tricked me. I I did just now. Tell the folks at home what we're about to do. <laughs> we're about to record our final episode of Fantasy Soccer FC. What? The what? Yeah. It, it sounds dramatic. It does. We're not going anywhere though. We're gonna stick around. Unfortunately oh, yeah. for yeah, everyone that's listening, that's very clear up front. We're not quitting. We are not. <laughs> Quitting. All of that buildup to say we, we're still doing this. For there everyone was, however, else. Good news. I said bad news and good news. The we're bad not news quitting. Is, yeah, we're not quitting. Four and a half years ago, we started as Fantasy Soccer FC, and we were terrible. Uh, none of you hopefully listened and went God back bless. and listened to this. Seriously. Uh, but we've learned a lot along the way. And one of the things that we've learned is that a lot of people playing this game are FPL something. That's right. Especially on Twitter. You want to find... People who are playing FPL, search FPL blank, and you'll probably stumble into somebody or a few different somebodies. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to get in the way. We're going to get in the way of more people, and we're going to do it with a name that embodies what we've wanted to be for the last four and a half years. We just never knew it when we started. Correct. Uh, Sometimes you got to feel your way into things, Scott. That's true. We have always said that we wanted to be – the voice of Americans who are finding and enjoying the Premier League, and specifically Fantasy Premier League. And so, what better name than FPL America? It's out there. FPL America. That's us. 
Wow. Starting, starting officially on August 31st. Although you can start to find us on August 24th. We'll drop a trailer on August 24th for our first episodes as FPL America starting on August 31st. Brian, it sounds a bit grandiose. I was going to say, I made a joke on August 13th, 2018 (laughs) to start that particular podcast. And it's, uh, it went a little something like this. Uh, the, we, I described our podcast as uh, giving the world what it wants, Americans telling people what they should do. <laughs> sure, sure. Because that's, that's in our nature, isn't it? So I think back to that specific episode and that yeah. specific line, sure. and I just think this name is the embodiment of that <laughs> arrogance. And so anyone that's not American... Sure. I'm sorry. From yeah. only me. Only me is sorry. <laughs> the other two members of this podcast are not sorry. Don't speak for don't speak for us. Look. He speaks for me. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Look, the point is I'm still on the fence. However, whatever, man. I agree with what you're saying. We've we talked about this at length. Sometimes the bandwagon of names is just too big and so uh we are gonna jump on it. We're going to try our best to uh, live up to what the name requires of us. And again... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The trailer will be available on August 24th. Our first episodes will drop on August 31st. And uh, we will have all this spelled out in our Fantasy Soccer FC social media locations that we've been discussing. Scott, what will this mean for, for website... Oh yeah. For Instagram, for Twitter. Well, like are we make we're making changes everywhere. We right? will. We'll obviously have FPL America uh counterparts everywhere that we currently promote ourselves as Fantasy Soccer FC. We'll have all those details. Basically though, just look for FPL America or FPL America podcast and you'll find us wherever you follow us now as Fantasy Soccer FC. Just look for that uh to be available uh in those same places, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we will also restart our Patreon site with a little bit of a different uh, approach. We'll talk about that when we are actually FPL America. Okay. But we're going to do a lot more through our Patreon site than we have as Fantasy Soccer FC. So I- I'm excited. I know we're, we've all discussed this. Uh, every year when a season ends and we're about to start a new season, we always talk about what we can do a little bit differently. Yeah, and better. And we always want to be getting better. To try to take this podcast forward, and this is the biggest step we've taken in the four seasons we've done this. Uh, but it's it's a good one, I think. It's a Absolutely. big one. And uh, we hope that you will make the jump with us from Fantasy Soccer FC signing off when we're done here tonight to the first episodes of FPL America when that officially launches on August 31st. But, guys, we still have a final episode to record here. Oh, yeah. So There's plenty to talk about in addition to this. We should talk about it. Well, okay, then. We will. We're going to talk about the fact that 2021 is here. FPL has updated its website, players, prices, positions. All of it is there for us to discuss. So let's go ahead and jump in and discuss some things about the upcoming new season, shall we? Let's get on to the new season. Let's start with something that we get every season, but this year it feels a little bit more dramatic than I've ever noticed it. 
every year, depending on how players play and clubs play their players during the previous season, we see guys change positions for FPL in the following season. It it's not it's we're talking maybe one or two. Yeah. It's, it's never doesn't seem to be many. Well, we've got more than one or two on one club alone coming into the new season. Understood. Guys played in different positions, therefore their FPL positions have changed. Let's start with the club that is messed up with FPL the most, and that's Manchester United. Anthony Martial, he's a forward. Mm-hmm. Marcus Rashford, hello midfield. Mm-hmm. Mason Greenwood. Hello midfield. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do we make of this? I tell you, it's really interesting. Midfield, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, has never been more difficult than this year. Than it's about to be. Right now. Absolutely. Uh, because there's so many options. Uh, not to mention another one that I'm sure you'll get to, and it's probably on the agenda. Let, let's add him in right now, since you're alluding to it. I don't think there's any bigger position change in all of FPL than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang moving to the midfield. Unbelievable. 12 pounds. Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but what would his total have been had he been a midfielder? I believe his final point total was around 205 as a forward. Mane scored at 221, Salah at 233, KDB at 251. Obviously, those three were already listed as midfielders. Just the simple math. I mean, you can see he scored 22 goals. So, okay, so we instead had one of, more point instead goal. of 88 points per for goals, right? He would have scored 110. Okay, he would have gotten the same, you know, for assists. He had, you know, five assists, but he picks up an extra point for all 10 clean sheets, and then gets all of his playing time minutes. So, his score is going to be significantly higher. I uh, think it, it probably uh, yeah, gets him to around two thirty-seven. I was going to say right? he's he he would be higher. It's the re, it's the only reason why you look at twelve. My initial thought was, oh my gosh, that's high. And then, and then after further evaluation, I see no, actually, that's actually pretty pretty fair. Uh, which then makes KDB's price at eleven and a half seem uh, seem insane. That's a that's a bargain bin price. Yeah, <laughs> comparatively, right? and even I mean honestly, I, I mean I look at Sterling too. Your top five is anyone going to make those five guys their midfield? Can you do can it? Can you do Has it? Has anyone tried it's to good, do it? Someone if you can do, do that, it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Really, when it comes down to it, I'm just I'm looking at like Sterling who had a disappointing uh, 29 weeks, and then comes on strong at the very end and to to finish, finish as the fifth. He finishes as the fifth highest scoring midfielder after a season that I I don't know how other than fourth because technically oh yeah t- right f- fourth he finishes higher than Aubameyang because obviously Aubameyang's not right. listed as a midfielder right but still for somebody who you'd say other than week one and weeks thirty through thirty eight was was a guy sort that you yeah probably so. not great uh to see him at the, you know as that high and then. He actually, you know, his his price is less than the other top scorers. So there's a lot of decisions to be made just in those first five midfielders. <laughs> I just did some math. Uh huh. You could do all of those top five midfielders. Okay. And then if you went with four four point five defenders, which you could do that. You could oh, do easily, that. yes, definitely. You could do that. And a four zero defender. Which yeah. There's a couple in there right. that so you, you could can get find. Four. We, that is defenders. T- that is TBD. 
We still have a lot of yeah. we have a lot of rosters to see here. That's true. The, as as of this recording, that's FPL America content. Oh man, <laughs> that gives you eighty one pounds spent. So okay. it leaves you with nineteen pounds to spend your, on two on, goalkeepers. On goalkeepers in your front line. So I don't think that's possible. Goalkeepers are at least a minimum going to eat up eight point five. Eight point five, and at then minimum, and then you're gonna yeah. So that leaves eleven. Eleven pounds So you could have four of those you five. Four, but not all five. Right. You could have four of those five, an extremely cheap, you know, a throwaway fifth midfielder, or not necessarily throwaway, and have a decent team. But guys, you just said it. You can only have four out of the five at the most. That's not even counting Rashford. That's not counting Son, Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. These are all midfielders in FPL. There's only one word that is screaming with bright lights and exclamation points in my mind. And that is? Differential. Mm. FPL has gone all in on the midfield for the upcoming season. And it has forced some strong differential as we're sitting here in the preseason. Yeah. And that's exciting. By overloading the midfield, and let's be honest, I mean, if ever there was a season... For a four-five-one fantasy formation, it's this upcoming season. We're talking about low, the overloading the midfield. FPL has made it a little bit more interesting to figure out how to set your lineups. There's going to be a lot of good teams that look a lot different from one another. What I was fascinated with is I was thinking they might move some midfielders out of midfield into like the forward position. Yeah, and there are a couple. And all they it seemed that they did. Well, they just doubled down on, on, more, on more midfielders. There yeah. are a couple of guys who moved to forward. Richarlison is one of them. Mm-hmm. He's at that interesting mid-range, well, eight-pound price range. And you see exactly what he would have done as a forward by his midfield score, but then you know, you're know you making the reverse adjustment. The, the, you're the, taking points he's away. The negative, he's the negative. He's the anti-ABBA there, like mm-hmm. to, to drop his, his, you know, his total score a little lower than... Speaking but still, he's—I mean—he still finished with a would have finished with a decent forward score last decent. season. But I, I just don't know how you could possibly include him in your team going into this uh, going into this next season. The other midfielder now forward moved in uh, moved into the front line, who is a little bit more attractive to myself. Anthony Martial is well, Anthony Martial. Yes, okay. I didn't even think about Martial. We 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 addressed that earlier, I okay. guess, with the. But yep. you didn't reference him as a midfielder I did not. moving. Yeah, to, he is. Okay. He is another he is, one. Absolutely. The... It's interesting because Anthony Martial was at the height of his attraction because he did that thing that we love. He was a midfielder in FPL playing further forward than right. that. He was yeah. a, he was playing as a forward. Now that he's listed as a forward, he's a little less attractive in, I agree. in my eyes. I agree. Uh, but I was thinking Mikel Antonio yeah. at six point five pounds. He's an interesting forward option. Yeah, for, and, and one of the few guys where I mean, I guess I think not play him up there. Though, well, right? the price. See, this is then this is a that's a great contrast in in pricing too, because Anthony Martial finishes at eight and a half. That's his final price at the end of last season, and his price actually goes up as a forward. So he goes from eight and a half to nine. Michael Antonio finished at seven point one as a midfielder, and his price dropped coming in as a forward to go to six and a half. To me. Uh, you know, Antonio, Mikel Antonio, we talked about it in week in week 29 into week 30. You love last season going going from like during the four month break. 
Yes. Okay. At the end of the four-month break, <laughs> right. as we're entering into the restart, the thought was you, you had evidence, especially after the first week of Mikhail Antonio, what he's capable of, how, how when he's healthy, with the largest asterisk of all time on yeah, those right. words, yep. of what Mikhail Antonio is capable of. And you just you see how what you know what he did. He's one of the top scorers of any player, you know, of the of the restart. Mm-hmm. And six and a half seems like a steal when you consider oh, that yeah. Dominic Calvert Lewin is seven, that Tammy Abraham is seven and a half, mm-hmm. that he is point five more than than Jordan Ayew. And and yep. so the but the whole thing with him is, you know, obviously, can he sustain they're, they will have to manage him differently than they did in thir- weeks 30-plus through 38-plus. But the one thing we say all the time is that in FPL, your game week one lineup is not being set up for the entirety of the season. It is being set up to be the best 11 players you can put out there for game week one. And if Mikael Antonio is still in the same position, mm-hmm. and if he is looking just as strong as he did at the end of this past season, yeah. There is absolutely no reason, schedule permitting, right? Which for we him to seen. be, which we don't have. We just have players and we have prices. Schedule permitting, there's no reason for a 6.5 Mikael Antonio to not be in your front line, especially if you're going midfield heavy. And unlike a lot of other players that ended the season, you know the injuries that were ending the season. You know the names that are on the injury list. Mikael Antonio is not on that list. So Mikael Antonio got his minute he got his minutes managed in week 38. Like you no one was happy with owning Mikael Antonio to end the season because he didn't play. He was substituted at halftime. No one left the restart in, or very few players left in better form than Mikael Antonio. And so the, the 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 transition from last season to this season, for him, you think there is no drop-off. And I'm thinking back, too, in one of our episodes during Project Restart, Dave, you highlighted the fact that there is nobody for West Ham at forward who is scoring fantasy points. It was Mikael Antonio as a midfield playing forward for them. Barring some some business didn't here, didn't have anyone slotted. There no. was no names I there. I, I mean, Halaire well, is obviously right. Halaire is is going to be back. He is playing again. He was back. He was back getting minutes again. It wasn't just he was an ava- available as a selection. However, he is complementary to the yes. attacking player that Antonio is. Yep. I you I don't I can't imagine based on what you saw of Sebastian Halaire last year that you would get him in any way. Uh, attacking wise is, is in any way comparable to Antonio. We have to say goodbye to someone who is definitely going to be irrelevant mm. in the upcoming fantasy season. Okay. FPL itself highlighted the fact that this was probably happening. I'm just going to going to go ahead and say that this is absolutely happening. John Lundstrom has now moved forward from defender to midfielder. Fantasy mm. irrelevance. 100%. Fantasy irrelevant. John because Lundstrom. he's now a midfielder. Because he's now a midfielder. And he was barely playing anyway. Yeah, it's uh, Sander, Sander Berga uh, is less than him. Uh, and that is the man who stole most of his minutes. If they end up playing together. Lundstrom's now listed at a 5'5". Five, five. He's 5'5". Five, five. Berga's a 5'0". Five, five, like breaking oh. the bank there, Scott. True, but you know who's 5'5 five, five as so, well? Who? St. Maximet. Yes, he is. Tell me you're not tempted to make St. Maximet 
your fifth midfielder <laughs> behind four power midfielders in your lineup. St. Maxima is my fourth midfielder ah. behind my three power midfielders. Okay. Uh, in so just this latest version of your in lineup. In my first draft that <laughs> I have drafted players, yeah. uh, my midfield consists of Salah, DeBrowna, Fernandez, St. Maxima, and Dale Stevens. Uh, of your favorite team, Brian. Dale Stevens. The Brighton Hove. I don't know why Brian. you Fantasy, would even choose one of them. Fantasy powerhouse there. Fantasy powerhouse. Hey, Dave, can I give Brighton you a recommendation? Hove, trash birds. At least give the guy on your bench a chance to score some points. No. Not, right. not uh, starting like, the season. I, I, mean, I, I mean, this is way too early, and I'm not I'm not putting him in my, my squad necessarily, but Sander Berga for five pounds even is, good. is not terrible. Uh I would look at him the same way you. I think you think of him the same way you think of, say, of John Fleck, uh, somebody who, you know, presumably is going to maintain his, uh, maintain his minutes. Uh, showed some, had some really good matches. Showed some good promise towards the end of the season. Sure, they like him a lot. Uh, I don't see why he's necessarily a bad. He would not be a. He is easily should be considered as your fifth midfielder. Let's go through now and discuss some of the things of interest based on the new prices for the for the new season. Uh, and we have to start at the position that is the powerhouse position. We'll have to start at midfield. We talked about how there are three 12-pound forwards available for selection, Aubameyang, Mane, and Salah. Right behind that at 11.5, you have KDB and Sterling of City. And then right behind that, the next two highly priced midfielders are both United midfielders, Bruno Fernandes at 10.5 and Marcus Rashford at 9.5. Tell me, Dave, that FPL, whoever is behind FPL and the way they set these prices, that they don't have a sense of humor. Because the last three seasons, it's been Mane v. Salah, right? Sure. And now it's set up to where it's also KDB v. Sterling and Bruno v. Rashford. Tell me that that was accidental. It's not accidental. They know what they're doing. They want to drive you crazy. It is going to drive so us crazy. What's what's wild too is right. So we talked about this in our last episode, uh, and we referenced the fact that Salah started the year at twelve point five, as he should. Don't take anything away from him. His partner, his cohort, Mane, was listed as eleven point five. Therefore, we had now some controversy we could discuss this year. Salah and. and Salah finished the year not gaining or losing any value. No, he stayed right at he 12.5. He stayed right at 12.5. Yeah. Mane increased. Mane last year I think increased he only finished... up to about 12.2, maybe 12.4, maybe. So if you had him the whole time, you gained some value with him. This year he starts off at a 12.0. Salah less, 12.0. Aubameyang, 12.0. I guess my thought is, I don't think either three of them is going to really gain much value. I think technically they only have value to lose. That is so expensive. Any forwards that have started off that high, you know, when Aguero's been there before, and even Harry Kane sometimes, I don't think he's ever been 12, but he's, maybe he's been 11. No one buys them. They, because it's almost impossible to live up to the standard that FPL has put them at. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like those three prices are prices in such that however your team is set up, you are going to be handicapped to that, and I don't think there's going to be much growth. Even Sterling and KDB at 
my opinion, the most they're, they're going to grow to is maybe a twelve or twelve point one. But I mean, don't you feel like that's why looking at the the final the final season price, where you say, well, I mean, Raheem Sterling finished at his exact price to end the season at you know at the end of the, you know, at the end of twenty nineteen. KDB goes a full. I mean, his uh, you just look at probably just say his starting price was way too low. Right, that happens with plenty of players over the course of the time. Happens. But to go up, you know, to finish at ten point six after he started much lower than that, to now go almost a full pound over his final price, I don't know. I'm not. I I don't. I, I like their prices. I like Salah and Mane's price. I just I don't think see it's much the, growth in there. Sure, I mean, but even if it's point five. I mean, Ma- Salah hit twelve seven or something. Mane hit twelve seven or Mane hit twelve five at his peak. I mean, some of those guys hit higher than their final price, is what I'm saying. But Dave, I don't think you own any of those top six midfielders to get an increased value from them. Yeah, you stop just, talking about value. No, you own them though to get their points. <laughs> they're going to be in the no, top six in midfield scoring. They are. A, they are That's a val- fair. But, but they're a valueless. What what their value is in terms of actual pounds is irrelevant to your ownership of them. You're you are buying them the the same way you're buying. This is not a fantasy football American football podcast, but you're not buying Julio Jones as a wide receiver because you hope that he's going to way overperform his draft position you're, in fantasy. You're football. buying him for his you're, performance. You're buying him as basically as a just a standard. This guy is consistent as a performer. And what makes it different from NFL fantasy versus FPL fantasy is that other guys are going to own these guys, and if they're getting the points, you don't want to miss out. That's a huge difference and a huge part of FPL. So I hear you on that. You're not going to gain a lot of money on these guys. You're going to have to get your fourth, fifth midfielders right, your second, third, fourth defenders, your second forward right, and gain value there in your squad. It took a minute, and we talked. We we mentioned this before. We don't have to. We don't have to go bonkers on Mane and Salah again. But, but like to your point, all all along, and something that is just obvious in the numbers, Mane being a full pound for most for a lot of the early part of last season, nearly a full pound or nearly a full pound less, less than Salah, and then you look at like just for example, weeks five. From week five to week twenty, Sadio Mane scored hundred and seven points. Mo Salah scored seventy-four. At that point, you're talking about you're getting almost forty points more from Mane for a pound less. less. There was Mane was an absolute no-brainer over Salah to choose one or the other for most of the beginning of the season last season. Now that they're the same price, and I, mean, I feel like your thinking is going to adjust, obviously, like you said, Scott, it's they're pitted against each other, mm-hmm. and it, mostly because you're going to look at other players and think, well, now that, now that Mason Greenwood is a midfielder, presumably he's going to maintain the same level of minutes he had before, but can I accommodate him and mm, Bruno? Right. And that's even at the expense of Marcus Rashford, who is still, you would imagine, he's very will be very good. Nine five starting right. price. I will say that in my first version of my FPL preseason squad, I have a Bamiang, but then I've picked a Liverpool midfielder, 
a City midfielder, and a United midfielder. I'd love to tell you which ones I've chosen, but I'm not going to do that. You're going to have to subscribe to FPL America and our wow. preseason episodes in order to know. So you, Please, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving further down the midfield prices. That's a subtle one, Dave. <laughs> You're going to have to pay attention for that one. Understood. <laughs> Moving further down the midfield prices. I saw some controversy over whether or not Christian Pulisic was, was priced too low at 8.5. He's, that's because when they first announced him, they said he was 8 even. And everyone in the entire world was like, in my team, right, don't right. care if he's injured. Right. Start with Christian Pulisic. <laughs> right. And then uh, they came back and said, actually, uh, sorry, we missed the decimal there. It's actually 8.5. Uh, I don't know how much that's going to affect uh, your thinking on on. He's uh, not going to be ready for week him. one. No, I he don't will think not he'll be. be ready for week two. Week three, honestly, at this point, if it was me, I'd bring him back after the first international break. Well, I was going to say, it's right. It's, Assuming there is one. Assuming there is. Well, I was going to say, you're talking about Pulisic as a probably a, a stampede to grab him in week four. Right. Or you know, depending schedule on the news, permitting. schedule permitting yep. and, and depending on what the how his, you know, that his injury is progressing normally, which you assume it will, that by week four, you'd think eight and a half for somebody who did what he did uh, at the end of last season uh, and what he did against your club. Uh, in the FA Cup final, uh, I don't know how anyone will resist him. We love FPL and the Premier League so much that we could talk about every player here uh, in order. But we're going to skip around a little bit. One of the things we have been doing is keeping tabs on new summer signings. Dave, at the £8 price, there's a new Arsenal midfielder. Look at that. His name is Willian. So you, you know where William finished in uh, midfields or in scoring last year in the midfield. He finished behind Sun by one point, uh, behind Mares, behind Sterling, Mane, Solid, DeBrano. So that he was finished in the top seven. That's pretty high. Now, different team, new team, different setup. I don't know what his minutes are going to be. Mm. He might be starting day one. I don't. I'm not. Look, there's a rumor that Marteta's going to play him right behind uh, the striker as a number ten. That there's a there's rumors out there that that's where that's going to happen. So, what would it take for you, Arsenal fan, to say, not just I'm glad we signed someone with the experience of Willian, but as an FPL manager, I'm going to select him for my squad. Week one, if he is in that position, are you buying him immediately? It seems like that is the missing piece of the uh, Arsenal attack that has not existed since a, a fully functional, non-sickly uh, Mesut Ozil. It's a really good point, Brian. So I, I, my thought is this. I think Arteta has tried to find a David Silva out there. Try to find an experienced guy who's won trophies. Uh, William was part of Chelsea's Champions League winning trophy. He was part of their uh, their league winning trophies. Um, obviously, a Brazilian player, so he's won won uh, things with Brazil as well, tournaments and such. So, bottom line is, he's a an experienced player, and I think that obviously a free transfer is, is attractive. And it's for William, it's easy for Arsenal, it's easy in town. But I think Arteta has a plan for this, and I think uh, not only to drive up competition for. 
I, I think one thing that he learned from Pep was um, the more good guys we can have in competition and training, the better product we're going to have on the pitch. And so William will absolutely bring that. He's going. He's not going to want to sit the bench. Is this just to give Pepe a kick in the kick Maybe. in the kick in the in the butt? Maybe and or this could be a. I, what I'm saying, if Pepe doesn't do something, we'll be still be okay. What I'm saying Listen, is that you're he, he's not the create. I mean, he he is functioning most of the time we've ever seen him as a winger. We're not seeing him as a creative player. Understood. So the idea of putting him in behind seems. Seem, I don't know. Odd comparative to where we've ever seen him. Agree completely. He all, might be able to I know do it this. for all we know. All I know is this. In his interview, he said, they asked him, where do you see yourself playing? He said, I will play wherever Arteta has me play. Whether that's on a wing, whether that's in the middle, or on the, or he said whether it's on the left, whether it's in the middle and or on the right. He goes, I can play either side and or middle. And he, but he kind of came back to middle a couple different times. There was, but the, but even before that interview, there was rumors that that's kind of where Arteta was possibly looking at playing him. Which again, I agree with you, Brian. We've never seen him play in that position, so we don't know what his capacity is. All I know is this: if he's on the pitch with his set piece ability, um, and I, if I, if Aubameyang's in the pitch, he's probably not taking penalties. But I believe but he he's has not gonna, that. It's not he would he take free kicks. But he would take corners. He would take free kicks and he would take corners. Sure. I would put him on both. So that instantly brings options in. And at an 8-0, I don't know, man. That's really interesting. That's a really interesting 8 8-0 for midfield has always been this zone X of what do I do with that player. Mm-hmm. We're, we're comfortable playing more for the higher-end midfielder. We're comfortable for the low end, but Pogba last couple years or whatever has fit into the 8-0, 8-5 category. Anything between 7-5 and 9 always seems to be a weird spot to be mm-hmm. in. Like we do, Pulisic, Pulisic, I know you hate that, Scott, is going to be in the 8.5. He fits into zone X of midfielders. What the blank do I do with them? So I don't know. I don't know what to think about William, but you're right. He's interestingly yeah, look, priced. Look at what F, look what the price makers did. Look what they did to all of Spurs players. Look what they did to Pepe. They threw him into the into the like. Good luck, folks. Here's an amount of money you're probably going to be really hesitant to spend, but these guys could easily outperform this amount. Pepe could do it too. Yeah, right? he, could. he has the potential. He could. I know. I doubt it, but he could. <laughs> Understood. Listen. Uh, you it, know what Delhi, a healthy Delhi, a hel- well, healthy, engaged, caring, uh, consistent <laughs> Delhi. But no, like, Sun is perfect for that. The fact that Sun, that might be the biggest drop from end of season price to entering 2020 price of any player. 9.7 to finish the season and comes in at a 9.0. That is, that is like, that is the the most dangling ever carrot in terms of a player that you know what the, what the player is capable of. And they say, we're going to drop his price. He, he was very good last year. And here you go. He's even less players. I want to, I want to go through, I'm going to list about uh, 12 players listed 7.5 to 9.5. What I would kind of call Scott zone X with what, what do you do? Bergvine Spurs, Mason Greenwood, Bernardo Silva, yeah. Deli Ali, Pogba at 8-0. Ziyech, Ziyech? Oh, Ziyech's in there? Ziyech at Chelsea? Yeah. For Chelsea at 8-0. Yeah. 
I didn't even know Great. that was an official signing yet. Yeah, uh, William Ado, Pepe Ado, Marez. You hate Chelsea so bad you didn't even know that one of their don't big know, signings. Don't know, don't know, don't care. Uh, eight <laughs> five, Pulisic eight five, Son nine zero, Rashford nine five. So a lot of great midfielders in there in yeah. this kind of zone X of what the crap do I do with these guys? It's true, very true. I don't know. Well, remember last season it was they kind of price corrected for the what was the previous season's value of all defenders and then this season it it's thrown all in the midfield and so I, I just last season I know I know I was a little hesitant I probably should have just done what I thought I what I said which was you know not have gone as high on uh, defenders as I did this season I don't feel that way about these price points on midfielders. Most of last season, I played a my my primary formation was a three five two. I played a three five two most of the season. I put most of my money in midfield last season anyway. So when I look at these prices, I just think, yeah, I'll, I'll probably grab four. I'll probably I'll do at least three. Yeah, and it's going to be a heavy hitting midfield again. No. I don't. I don't. I have no. Four, hes- five, I, one, I don't right. feel a hesitation at all. With these prices, just because look at the players, look at yep. who they are. These, these are this is the best players that there are. It's true. Right now, my my squad is set up to be a four five one. What's weird too is at the beginning of last season, if you look at you know the first say five to ten weeks, most of the top scoring players were forwards, and so I mean that was Pookie going bonkers. It was Kane overachieving in the first Abraham. few weeks. It was Tammy being like you know what would be. Kind of essential. Yep. Uh, I don't. I mean, Callum Wilson. Yeah, of course you will never forget that <laughs> great moment of your season. Uh, five points a week, Callum Wilson. Um, no, but I mean that though that consistency of player. You know, I you look through the. I mean, comparative to the forwards, and just think, well, you love Vardy, I suppose. And Martial well, did that. very good, and Brian, let's talk about. Okay, that. let's transition to transition forward. to forward. So you've got Aguero and Kane at ten five, leading the way in terms of price, right? Behind, and they've been staples in FPL for years. Right behind them is a higher price Jamie Vardy at ten pounds. Yeah, first of all, Aguero finishing the season as the tenth highest scoring forward, considering he barely played. <laughs> Right. Should say like the most about the forward position wow. to me. It's like so. It's so insane to look down through the list and think, man, Roberto Firmino's fantasy season sucked, and he wasn't that much crazy higher than Sergio Aguero. Uh, Aguero at ten and a half, uh, who doesn't seem to be in any hurry to get healthy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that he st- well, now he ended, have to be. He ended the season at eleven point six, and then starts at ten and a half. Uh, tempting, it is tempting. It's an oddly tempting ten and a half. You have for... to sacrifice a premium mid to have a premium forward, though. Yeah, if you get any word that Sergio Aguero is going to start the season healthy and could be in the lineup again for Week One, I That's think true. you have to think about it. How do you feel about Jamie Vardy going up to ten? I feel like this is more properly priced. He seems like the uh, the uh, quintessential ten pound striker. Yeah, Dave. Last week we talked about Timo Werner, new signing for Chelsea. Who? Who? Yeah, saw that coming. <laughs> we never said... heard of her. Who? <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Timu. 
Brian. Yeah, uh-huh. No, not not Timo. 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 Uh, we said if he ended up right where he ended up, oh my, goodness. it would be interesting. Nine and a half for Werner. How much are you willing to put into an, a into a completely unknown quantity to start your season? I mean, he's not completely unknown. Well, I mean, completely uh, it, to the Premier League. Premier League yes. unknown, but what? Uh, what's? Let's just really quickly, uh, Dave. Don't team selected by. Oh, big shock! The number one owned forward in all of FPL as of this exact moment. More owned than Anthony Martial. 35.9% of early, early FPL team creators have made Timo Werner their first choice striker. Fools. Dave is on record saying this is dumb. You go ahead and go with the unproven unproven selection. Go ahead. Stake your flag in in that piece of land and call it yours. I promise you... I will not own that guy the entire season. What if he's oh, what if on. what if he's real clinical? He is clinical. Here's uh, the thing Scott, that... can you give a teaser? Can you yeah. say even remotely yes or no whether or not you currently own him? I do not. Oh, okay, man. I thought but you might. I did. I'm. I. I. Ha- I did flirt with the idea. I mean, right now I have Marshall in my lineup. I don't feel great about it. Marshall's okay. at nine. Werner's at nine and a half. I. Really... It's a smart move, Scott. It's really, a really smart move. Thank you, Dave. But here's the thing. Here's what makes me a little nervous about Werner to start the season. Is I don't know how Frank Lampard's going to play all these Exactly. Guys. Giroux might be starting. You don't know. There's Tammy, too. Exactly. Tammy started off last season amazingly well. Chelsea have a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. And Frank mixes and matches a little bit. Now, he'll go with form, like we've talked about last season. But no one's got form in game week one. Nope. So I have no idea. Scott, last time I checked, not really much of a preseason games going to be going on. <laughs> That's true. Maybe some behind closed doors scrimmages. Yeah. That's about it. That's not going to be helpful. Two forwards who were very popular late last season are both at eight and a half, Danny Ings and Raul Jimenez. Not surprising. I, you know, I feel like, I feel like the forward names, it's going to be really difficult to get away from guys that you just could really trust by the end of last season. What I, I Jimenez is a little different because he was consistent and has no... And ha, somewhat has, known. Well, known and has no fear of, of debilitating injury. And Danny Ings completely avoided it. All, yeah, last almost year, all yeah. season. Yeah, managed Raul, to avoid yeah. any extended spell. You All just right. know it's coming. I, I mean, obvious question. Obvious question. Who is more likely to have a repeat season, Ings or Raul? Raul. There's not even a question. It doesn't seem like there's any question about that. <laughs> exactly. But only, but only on the grounds of this is Danny Ings getting his shot, Hamilton style. And he took it. And Jimenez. <laughs> yeah. Why am I referencing? I don't know. I've never even you seen just, it. This is not a theatrical what, podcast. What you you are a sellout, What's sir. so dumb is I've never even seen it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, of course. You I've gotta watch it once. I'll watch it. It's amazing. Point. What year did that come out? 2001? 16. Yeah, fine. 15. The, the movie point, came out. 
the point is. A month and a half ago. I heard I the movie's very good. It's very good. I'm sure You haven't fun. seen it either? Am I wa- the only one on this my, pod that's seen it? My wife watched it the other day. It's amazing. I happened to be out of the ho- home when that happened, but she loved it and said, I must watch it. It's so good. I don't own Disney Plus. I'm anti-Disney. So the point is. <laughs> <laughs> no one is anti-Disney. It's impossible. This segment brought to you by Disney Plus. Disney Plus, for me, The Simpsons is the only reason why you should own Disney sure. Plus. Of course. Uh, Raul Jimenez is such a consistent guy and does not seem like he is going to blow a hamstring at any point in his career. Sure. Danny Ings could blow either hamstring at, at any, any moment yes. in the rest of his career. <laughs> yes. So, I, I, and look, I, we... Well, and, and Brian, for, who, that, who's for a, that reason... Who is more passionate and works harder than Danny Ings? Uh, no not one. many. Not many people. Not many. I'll give so you... it has nothing to do with whether or not we like the guy sure. or whether or not he we feel like he deserves it. He absolutely does. It's hardly a guy that has proved more people wrong than that guy. And for that reason, I have Jimenez in my lineup. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, currently. Great. As it currently sits. Let's move into the... Hey, wait a second. Okay. One last thing about forwards. Mm-hmm. Would you possibly dare to go what would be, Dave, you, this is, again, not a Fantasy American Football sure. podcast. But I'm, you know, I'm ready. One of the big strategies this season in Fantasy American Football is what they call running back zero. Sure. So that is a big debate with Invest f- no money in, in you, your running You back? spend almost no high draft picks for your auctioning. You spend almost no big, big money on a really big name running back. Okay. And you go way heavier on, say, quarterbacks and especially wide receivers. Would you dare to go forward zero in this year's FPL? Would you dare to go, say, Chris Wood, Mikhail Antonio, and Jordan Ayew as your first three? Or Mitrovic? Well, I mean, we didn't even talk about Mitrovic, but welcome back, by the way. What I'm saying is, like, would you... Triangle, man. Could you... He is a well-shaped triangle. (laughs) Would you dare... Spend no more than say six or six or six and a half on your three forwards, and throw all the rest of your money at midfield and defense. Well, yeah, if there was a year that you were going to do that, absolutely this year. Honestly, a, a lot of smart guys did that last year. Let's say you could have easily rolled out with with for the most part a a throwaway striker, but then again, Greenwood was listed at what Brian most of the year four five to five last year. Correct. Oh, I know every week that his price. <laughs> exactly. So you you could have gone last year Greenwood through week, week twenty nine. You could have gone last year Greenwood Ings and Jimenez. I had Ings and Jimenez and spent very little. And Abraham in your yeah, and none of those guys I don't think were over eight. No, they mm-hmm. weren't. Yeah, I had those three guys. Obviously, Pookie was in there for part of the year. Greenwood, you mentioned. Yeah, the answer, Brian's yes. Okay, absolutely yes. Jimenez finished at eight even. And so to only go up to eight and a half, you think, well, that is an appropriate value for a player like that. He still is within that range of someone, especially comparative to other players at the same position where you just say, that's not terrible. However, I'm, I'm, I'm contractually obligated to insert here, Brian, that he will not be playing any Europa League matches in the coming season either. Oh, yeah, that's even better for him. We be, you referenced Mitrovic. Yeah. We haven't done a welcome to the pod for Fulham yet. But I feel like he had fantasy relevance before he left two years ago. Fulham dropped down. They are back up officially now. We will welcome them in as we are FPL America. But at this point, 
does he deserve a small reference in the he's a 6.0 and he did very well in the championship. I would say he deserves more than a small reference considering he's the second most owned forward of all forwards so far for everyone and I think the only reason why you no third most he's behind sorry he's behind Martial. That's previous knowledge that's 2 years ago pedigree. That's that's his unbelievable we, championship season. We, we know he's that pro- he's he is a proven commodity. He is nowhere near. Like Scott, near, you mocked yeah. Pookie, but we do know Mitrovic can he can score he goals. He can do it. He yep. can do it. Yep. Absolutely. Now is he twenty? Eh, maybe not. Probably. But uh, oh, man, can, will you guys like, do a bet on his over it, under a certain number of goals for him? Will you do over and under? If you fourteen, you, you give me twelve. Fourteen. I'll take over. Mitrovic over under fourteen. You guys do a bet on this. You think he's getting a fourteen, Dave? <laughs> yes, I picked a good number. That's a great I'm number. Hesitant on uh, Pookie got me scared last year. Uh, I would go uh, thirteen and higher. He can't do fifteen. You don't think a guy that has scored already? I don't know. I'm not looking at his stats. It seems like he scored fifteen. I don't know. <laughs> you don't think he can get to fifteen in the Premier League? Let's I think say, he can. Let's if, get closer to the start of the if, season. If that number, all right, all right, all right, we'll, all right, we will delay this in a few weeks. I feel pretty comfortable going thirteen and higher. You can have the twelve right. and under. I feel like that we're close there. We'll add that to the list of teasers for FPL. Oh America. man, that's exciting. All right, defense. FPL is just acknowledging what we all know. Putting Trent Alexander Arnold at seven and a half. And it might not be high enough. <laughs> Scott, tell the world why anyone should consider not having Trent Alexander-Arnold as their, as one of their first choice, if not the first choice defender for their FPL squad in 2020. The only reason you would do it is if you have five premium midfielders. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. You, you can put together a squad of four and a half pound defenders. You can have five, four and a half. I mean, can I give you five names right now of four and a half pound defenders that I think are worthy of just having? Sure. Now, again, this is assuming you're putting all your money into the midfield and maybe some in, at forward. And that's why you're doing a whole back line of four and a half. You did this last year, Dave, to start the season. You I came did. up with four and four and a half pound defenders. I've, I've got a list for this upcoming season. If you say Gary Cahill, I will walk right out of this show. I will not say Gary Cahill. Okay. Rob Holding. I think is is worthy of being in that list. I don't know if he'll be starting, but yes, if he starts, yes. Charlie Taylor, 100%. absolutely, he probably will be starting. I was gonna yes, say, I like Charlie Taylor. One very quick thing about this: Ben, me, James Tarkowski, they stay or go higher than they were for some insane reason. Taylor, dropped. Phil Bardsley, and Charlie Taylor only go up a tenth or or two tenths from their end of season price. That's crazy. Bardsley and Charlie Taylor ending last season at 4.3 and 4.4, and now they're four and a half for two guys who are like the easiest way to get into Burnley defense. That's nuts. I don't know how you don't start the season with one of the two of those guys. Continue with what you were saying. Brandon Williams. I don't think he'll be starting. That's the problem. You think Tubbo Shaw is going to maintain <laughs> yeah. over Brandon Williams. I think Tubbs. I think Tubbs will okay. be there, and 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 we know who's on the other side. So I, I, yeah, look, I'm not, and that's not a knock on Brandon Williams. I just think Tubbs will be there. Kyle Walker Peters at Southampton. I like Kyle Walker Peters. I just don't know if he's going to have the starting spot. 
If he does, he I, I really like that. He will. I really do like that. Uh, somebody who I, I mean, at the end of the season was a, a great enabler and ended up getting you a few points here and there, Tariq Lamptey at Brighton. Yes, That's right. I don't want to, again, don't want to love at all, but Tariq Lamptey at starting the season at four and a half, uh, some decent buzz about him anyway. Yep. But then you have also Jamal LaSalle's, you have Ryan yep. Fredericks, you have... You've got you have plenty of options at four and a half that you just say, "Hey, these guys—they uh, were capable at the end of by the New, end of last Newcastle season." Newcastle defenders, look, and I said this last season, I'm going to stick with it. Them at home is a tough play. Newcastle at home, even against the tougher teams in the league, always played well at home. So they they have a chance. Worst case, every other game to get a clean sheet. Do you want me to say any of the championship promotion teams? players or are we going to do that at Let's a different save time it because okay. listeners one of the episodes that's going to drop on july 31st when fpl america launches is our promoted club podcast it's an annual tradition it was for fantasy soccer fc we're starting it with fpl america this coming season there will be a promoted club podcast so brian let's save it i just would say the leads the two big names for leads the two big scores for leads in their the left and right backs for leads. I'm sure plenty of people are going to say, but just saying Stuart Dallas and Luke Ayling, both starting the season at four and a half, and both have an absolute, like, th- this is a great resume for them to start the season for what they did in All the right. championship last All season. All right, good info. Wrapping up this segment, before we move on to anything else, I just want to reference this. Trent Alexander's points per pound, Scott, even though he's 7'5", his current ownership is 56.2%. That should be 80%. The reason why is this, and I know a lot of people will go differential, whatever, they will spend their money other places. If you go back last season, look, yes, is he the most expensive defender? Yeah. Is there a reason why? <laughs> yeah. Because he spent, he scores a shit ton of points. And so what I would say to anyone out there is, in my opinion, I am willing to sacrifice the, the price in the midfield to have it with him in defense because he brings that much more points per pound. Yes, Scott, we came up with that statistic yes, we before did. the FPL did. Yeah, but Scott, let me let me ask one other thing. Okay, this is I'm just asking this because what drop off? Uh, so there's a huge gap between Alexander Arnold and Andy Robertson. So Liverpool defense runs the table at the end of last FPL season. But the gap between Alexander Arnold and Andy Robertson was sizable. Yeah. Do you expect that there's any reason for Liverpool defense to not perform similarly? Thirty points was their difference. It's gigantic. It's about what, a point per point per game almost. What I'm saying is between Alexander Arnold and Andy Robertson already you have a big you have a big gap. But do you expect the Liverpool defense to do a as good as it was Similarly last to what they did last season. So obviously the fear would be that they would perform similarly to the way they did during Project Restart. But that was a very unique and specific circumstance in my sure. opinion. I, I would never in a million years argue that they are going to be as dismal, especially in the last like five weeks, yeah. defensively as they were in, in the restart. There's every reason to believe, in my opinion, that they will do the same thing. Okay. However, with all those midfield options, you don't dare have two Liverpool defenders, right? You pick one, and you run with it. 
And the one you got to pick is probably Trent Alexander-Arnold. Like you said, that percentage, I mean, it's already in the 50s. It probably will be higher. Here's what I don't understand. Why is Marcus Alonso still at six pounds? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> uh, there are a few guys in there, as far as defenders go. There are a few players. I, I would love to know. I, I We don't know right this moment what, say, Ricardo Pereira is as sure. far as his, you know, where he is in his rehab, Injury status, and his, yeah. knee, you know, his knee. But he you know, expected back October first, they say. But look at look at Darty. He finishes the season at six and a half, and they price him less than his final price. Like yeah. I get that a huge chunk of that was that that Wolves defensively was just rock solid in the restart, and so his price went up week almost like a tenth every week for a while there. But to start the season at six, you know, to, like he's one of those few guys that you look at and you're like, how are you less than what you ended the season at? Ricardo Pereira is another guy, even with the injury, finished or is going to start the season less than what he than what he ended at last season. Yes, David. How about Nathan Ake at five five coming into a city defense where on the surface you'd go, <laughs> city defense, they suck, yet. Ederson won the sticky mint last year. They had the most clean sheets. Nathan Ake at a 5-5 rolls into the city defense. I'm looking down their lineup. He's the next best selection to Laporte. Right. He There is no competition. Ake, right? there's no reason he's going to lose the starting center he's back spot to Odomendi. He's not going to lose to John Stones. Nope. He will be the, yeah, Laporte. And Laporte is another guy. Laporte starts less than he was. He... To end the season. He's he a 6-0. Six six but Ake's 5-5. Five, five. Right. If Ake's a starting center back for City, understanding that Ederson won the the sticky mint, so their defense will be almost as good as as Liverpool's. That's probably fair to argue that they'll, they'll be close in, in clean sheets. I'm just saying, wow, 5-5, five, five, Nathan Ake. They haven't made any other defensive signings that I know of. That could change. Not that. yet, but yeah, that that could definitely change. As of this moment, yeah, that this the the pricing is definitely there's temp, temptation all over the place, and uh, and uh, how you how you manage this. Uh, I mean, I feel like this will a lot of this will shake out in the next few weeks as as sure. teams uh, as start to show their handle. Too. Yeah, as, as, as schedules, schedules happen and as teams start to show exactly what it is that they're they're doing. There's no shortage of players that are enticing. <laughs> let's just let's just put that out there now. And at goalkeeper, Allison and Edison, six pounds, lead the way. Big news, though, is the jump in price for Nick Pope of Burnley, five and a half. He earned it. He did earn it. Right? Yeah, he absolutely earned it. And the fact that there's plenty of the pundit class out there talking about whether or not you just start with Nick Pope, make him your set-it-and-forget-it goalkeeper for the entire season, never rotate him once, own a 4-0 goalkeeper unless you're going to I don't know, unless you're going to have a bench, bench boost, bench boost or, or yeah. whatever. But, yeah, that Nick Pope is uh, is the, the type of quality that you can count on week in and week out. I, I have no argument against that. My only argument would be... Oh, I'm sorry. Emiliano Martinez. Oh, okay. We'll start the season with Arsenal. Right, Dave? I think so. And he's He has a... said, though, he has said this. He's public with this, and I, and I like it. I like it for him. He's 27. He's... he's pulled the arsenal uh hey i'm cool to sit in the backup role but now had his shot and has publicly said for the most part if i'm not starting i want to go somewhere else now 
if if Arsenal decide that they are going to go with Leno, Leno, Lino, however we <laughs> Leno, Leno, uh, if they decide to go with him, if I'm Martinez, I'm calling up Chelsea because that's a system I could walk right into. As an Arsenal fan, wow, don't want that happening because he would be their by easily their best goalkeeper. I can't believe they didn't make that a kind of like a. Even if it was a free transfer, why they didn't make that more of like a trade? Well, Leno's five. Martinez is four and a half. Leno doesn't have a triangle next to his name. No, but he's definitely not starting the season, is he? I don't know. So, I'll I'll say this, Scott. Uh, in the Arsenal uh, club last year, they voted on three players to be their player of the season. Those three players were Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, sure, Bukayo Saka. Interesting. And Burnt Leno. Those are the three names that people in the club voted on. That's t- that tells you where Leno is because, remember, he got hurt late. So you're you're saying a player who is getting votes for player of the season and we're just going to cut him loose. I don't know. I'm telling you, it's weird. Arsenal never has goalkeeper issues. They have two good goalkeepers. And, yeah, if it was up to me, I'd pick Martinez, but – but just because he's bigger and I like his instincts better. But Leno didn't play bad. Do you, you remember any gaffes that he made? Like, he's a solid goalkeeper. So that's the issue. Because he doesn't make many mistakes. But I like Martinez is bigger. And in whatever reason, I think he commands better. And, and Scott, as you would say, he passes the eye test. Absolutely. So, so for me, unfortunately, I'm not making decisions. I go with Martinez. I but, feel like Martinez... I mean, if he, if Chelsea ended up doing that, that'd be something. That's, that's you heard it here first. If I'm Chelsea, from the mind of David Smith. If I'm Chelsea, <laughs> I'm calling up Arsenal saying, I want one of your goalkeepers, sell one of them to me. Yeah, because I mean, the, 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 as depending on what you want to do with tabloid information, sure. Ben Foster is the, is the guy. If Ben Foster ended up at Chelsea, would that change anything about the way you look at Chelsea defensively? Or it would still make them better, better than Kepa and Caballero. I mean, Chelsea play Chelsea fans dying for a new goalkeeper. They know that neither one of those guys are good enough. So yeah, Chelsea Foster. fans. Mm. Ben Foster makes Chelsea better. Martinez Leno makes Chelsea better. So interesting, yeah. right? Not Kepa makes I think Kepa makes them worse. Caballero makes, makes them better. Eh. Sure. Eh, Scott. Any other guys that you guys want to discuss before we wrap up the final episode of Fantasy Soccer FC? I was trying to glance through and see if there's any standout prices, and and I'll say this: Matt Ryan ends up at a four five. Now, there's no one's Brian that hates the trash birds more than you and I, uh, as but. But Matt Ryan last season uh, didn't have a ton of clean sheets, but always ended up ended up in saves. The Graham Potter trash birds, as we know, and you know, as we know them as they exist, perform decent, perform better than we want them to, perform better than they probably think they can perform. Yet they continue to do it. And Matt Ryan at a four five. I was just looking through all the goalkeepers, thinking, where is there some value in there? And and I ended up kind of landed on on Matt Ryan. I don't want to admit it. Four or five? I know. There might be some value there. The, I mean, less than five pounds. I mean, really, it would be, do you want to, do you want to take what Matt Ryan gives you and just, and just roll with that week in and week out? I don't hate the, I mean, honestly, Lino and Martinez 
as just saying, I'm going to start with both of them. And then one of them starts, right? Someone is going to start for them right. out of those two. I don't hate that at all, especially because they both are going to start at the same price. Also, this is this is a, again... No, uh, Lino's five. No, Lino's five. But Sorry, that they're going to start at almost the same price. <laughs> right. That's right. Lino's five, Martinez is four, five. Also, an Arsenal defense that at the end of the at, through restart looked way better. Mm. And going into this next season, I think will be better. The longer Arteta is there, I think they will continue to progress. I mean, the only other guy is McCarthy, you know, a Southampton or one of the promoted clubs. There is the chance. I don't know how much you would want to care about this, but Pepe Reina is not coming back to Aston Villa. Tom Heaton is the starter at Aston Villa, and Tom Heaton is in the middle of ACL uh, rehab. So Tom Heaton is another guy at four and a half. I don't know that you're you're not starting the season with him, but any of the Aston Villa goalkeepers will Neyland, be doing the same thing. Neyland is my four zero backup right now to start the season. Right, you could find out easily because that guy is the only other player that's there who has experience that could start the season. You really could have a 4-0 starting goalkeeper. And as you know, with anyone who's four pounds who gets you points, you're not mad about even a two. Well, no, because if Nealon starts the first two weeks, he's going up to 4-1. Right. Maybe 4-2 as everyone jumps on him. Right. So that's an easy way to gain a little bit of money that's going to be gain, super even, valuable. Even if you could gain a tenth and sell him after his price rises. Aston, yep. Aston Villa is going to have to Newcastle their way through this next season. And yep. for the probably any season that they're in the Premier League uh, for the foreseeable future. So uh, unless they do something drastic uh, to find more goals somewhere, uh, I, don't, I don't know how you're not going to find a defensive-minded Aston Villa. Well, gentlemen... This brings Fantasy Soccer FC to an end. Might shed a tear. It was a wonderful ride. What about Phil Foden? <laughs> we never talked about Foden. Brian's last name. <laughs> Look, we didn't talk about it. There's other guys. Look, there's lots of guys. guys. Look, of course, we said that. There's but lots of guys. Here's the thing. We can't mention all the guys. We can't mention all the guys, but here's what's going to happen. This is our final Fantasy Soccer FC episode. FPL America is coming August 31st. You can start to subscribe. August 24th to that to our new rebranded podcast. And on August 31st, when our first episodes drop, one of them is going to be an episode all about our lineups. It's our season preview pod. We'll be talking about how we're starting the season, what strategy that we're using, alternative strategies that are out there. There's no doubt we'll be discussing lots of these guys, plus many, many more, maybe even Phil Foden, Brian. You will find it if you subscribe starting August 24th to FPL America. What say you about that, Brian? What about Socek? Five zero. I saw that. Look, there's lots of guys. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of decisions to be made, right? I know. We're just getting started with this. I love I it. I can't stress this enough as we wrap this up. If you follow us anywhere on social media, Fantasy Soccer FC... Just look for FPL America when you hear this and subscribe and start to follow us there. The content will begin to flow as the podcast begins to flow uh, and, and you'll, be, you'll, you'll pick right up where we leave off here today. I love it. I love it. Well, look, I'm going to end this as only I can. And as we have hundreds of times, and I'm proud to say that the Fancy Soccer FC has had hundreds of podcasts. 
Some have been good, some have been bad, some have been pure. <laughs> but for the final time, for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.